0: Check her Instagram linked below and enjoy listening to My Sexy Stories. The next story is posted by Jade Ocean Writes. From our slash erotica, the title of this post is Cream and Coco. Sit back and enjoy the story. There was a stranger in my house. I don't know when it happened and I had no idea what to do about it. He was tall. He was smart, he was confident, but somewhere along the way, my son had begun to turn into a different person. The woman on the computer screen moaned louder. I was standing at my son's desk, transfixed as a porn video played on his desktop. His computer had woken itself up when a download had completed, and I suppose the file had opened itself. Now, there was nothing wrong with him viewing things like this. Honestly, it would be concerning if he weren't expressing interest. But the thing that was screaming at me, Searing into my mind with gut wrenching clarity. Was the title Mom and Son's Secret Weekend? Mom? My hand on the mouse went into a frenzy as I scrambled to pause the video. Mute it, something. I ended up closing the whole window before gathering myself and turning around. Drew, I said with false cheer, slightly panting. You're back early. Yeah, I am. His tall figure filled the doorway as he stared me down. Short dirty blonde hair wild as ever, I could have kicked myself. The vacuum cleaner sitting inert next to me had seemed to amplify the earlier sounds of sex with its silence. What kind of backwards universe were we in that the child caught the parent watching porn? I was just. I waved my hands helplessly at the vacuum, then at his computer, and finally fluttered them about vaguely, and I giggled. Lord Almighty, just kill me now. So I see. He averted his gaze and swallowed. It occurred to me that he must be as embarrassed as I was. I had just caught him watching this video as much as he had caught me. Somehow that made me feel worse. Who knew what was going through his head right now? I'll, uh, I'll just be. I tugged the vacuum toward his door and was stopped short by the plug still in the socket. Muttering under my breath, I unplugged the machine and shuffled out of his room. Drew standing aside to allow passage. I was, what was the word, mortified. Yes, that's it. I stowed the vacuum cleaner and heard his door close, then let out a shaky breath. Perhaps it was the first time he'd watched such a video. Perhaps he'd downloaded it by accident. Perhaps a friend had sent him the file. Perhaps he was ignoring the taboo aspect of it. Perhaps pigs could fly. I shook my head as I walked to the kitchen to begin cooking dinner. Surely, surely, he hadn't intended on pleasuring himself to that video. Not my boy. I'd raised him. How had I raised him? Alone seemed the first word to come to mind, selfish as it was. Not entirely alone, I admitted. My own parents had been a world of help during the first few years I was getting on my feet. But was this the result of Drew not having a father figure in his life? After what had happened all those years ago, I couldn't bear the thought of meeting another man. In fact it had never even crossed my mind. I mused as I readied a casserole. With crystal clarity, The image of the woman in the porno being ravaged by her son invaded my thoughts. She wasn't some skinny teen with a boob job. I believe she would be called a MILF, or something like that. Having a teenage son lets one pick up modern slang whether one wanted to or not. I used to hear him chatting with his best friend Stefan when they played video games together, and things like that would pop up. Asking jazz at work about their meanings would always leave me blushing. I left the casserole in the oven and went to my room to change and freshen up. I was just in my suit, splashing water on my face to calm myself when the sink went. With a ping, the handle rocketed off the faucet and cracked the mirror, and I screamed. Water began spraying everywhere, and in seconds I was drenched. Forcing my palm over the opening only exasperated the water pressure. Hearing my scream, Drew came running in. What's going on? He asked, voice full of worry before he saw the apparent problem. Ah, shit. He pulled me out of the bathroom and began looking under the sink for some way to shut the water off. It was incredible how quickly my bedroom was filling with water, soaking into the carpet. It was the start of winter and already the water was frigid. I considered stripping out of my clothes to warm up, but Drew was right there, hopelessly staring at pipes he didn't understand. He got up and rushed back into his room and I took the chance to peel my shirt off before starting to work on my leggings. I looked back at my bathroom and realized in dismay that the water was ricocheting off the door and straight onto my bed for long enough that the mattress was already soaked through in several places. Drew rushed back in with his phone and I covered myself while he watched a tutorial on YouTube. He stopped short when he saw me in my underwear his gaze taking the scenic route down the length of my body. After an uncomfortable moment of me beginning to squirm he seemed to compose himself, and he cleared his throat. All right, mom, hold this, he said as he handed it to me, then dove back under the sink and began twisting knobs. Finally the water shut off, and it was quiet again, save for the sound of dripping water. Naturally it was too late, the water had soaked into most of the carpet between the bathroom and bed. Drew picked up the faucet handle and struggled to screw it back into the tap, eventually giving up. He came back out and moved to take his phone back before remembering I was in my underwear. I covered up and tentatively returned the device. Could this day get any worse? Mom, you're not sleeping in here, he decided. I looked dubiously at my bed. The blanket darkened with water. It's okay, I just need to change the sheets. He walked over and pulled the fitted sheet off, then pressed his hand into the mattress. The damn thing actually squished. I winced and looked at the floor miserably. That's probably gonna take all night to dry. He sighed. Well, I couldn't keep from sounding glum. At least the couch is comfortable. Don't be ridiculous. He barked. You're not sleeping on the freaking couch. Take my bed. I'll take the couch. No, Drew. I'm not kicking you out of your own bed. Especially not when the weather has started getting colder. I walked out to our linen closet and grabbed a few blankets. Drew followed me out and tried to take them from me. Oh, but you're okay spending the night in the living room. He murmured, eyebrow arched. You get cold easily, mom. You're gonna wake up with a fever. Then what do you suggest? I thought for a moment and realized the only viable solution, not the best of timing, with what happened earlier. But I wanted to focus on fixing the problem at hand. We could share your bed. Drew hesitated, his mind visibly stalling as he scrambled to argue against it. I don't think that's a good idea. Why? I had to be bold here if I wanted to keep him off the couch. Also had to act like I didn't find all this incredibly awkward as well. I leaned in, putting on a mischievous expression. Don't tell me you're afraid of sleeping next to a woman. He blushed furiously, and I smiled. Teenage boys were so easy to tease. When Drew blushed, The blood went not to his cheeks but to his ears, making it even harder to hide. It's not the same, mom. Oh, Drew. I know you're my baby, but grow up. I smiled and ruffled his messy hair. We're both adults here. It's just for one night. He looked like he was about to argue, but the timer on the oven rang. Could you get that, please? I need to make myself decent. I took the blankets back from him and held them strategically over my sensitive regions and he swallowed and went to the kitchen. Just one night. Coco, you can do it. Who was I kidding? This? I seriously think this isn't a good idea. We were standing on opposite sides of Drew's bed, ready to go to sleep. I was in nothing but panties and an overly large t-shirt, preoccupied with thoughts of how to act tonight. I had neglected to give a single thought to my attire until now. If I went to change, it would only draw attention to it. Just act natural. A surprising amount can be gotten away with if one just acted natural. Come on, it'll be like when we slept together when you were younger. Our little sleepovers, remember? I beamed at him. Even that went on for too long, he muttered to himself, and my smile faltered. Those were memories I treasured. Was he ashamed of them? Seeing me crestfallen, he quickly backtracked. I mean, I liked it. It was a lot of fun. Just not something you can tell your friends about, you know. I nodded sympathetically, then pulled the blanket aside and sat down. Well, come on, you're ready for bed, aren't you? He looked at me, then at the bed, and inhaled sharply before taking a step toward the living room. You know what? I'm just gonna... Young man, I swear, if you walk out that door. Mom, seriously. You listen to me. I wagged a finger at him, and he clamped his mouth shut. I couldn't believe what I was about to say to him, but I had to try. I'm going to sleep where you sleep understand. So if you insist on sleeping on the couch, I'll be right there with you. He sighed in resignation. But if you want me spending the night in a bed, I swept my finger back to the mattress and he grudgingly turned off the lights and joined me. We lay down next to each other, supine and staring at the ceiling. Good night, baby, I murmured. Good night, mom, he replied. We turned away from each other and went to sleep. Well, at least I think he did. I lay awake pulling the blanket closer to my body. Sometimes it felt like the heat in the house flowed out in waves, leaving moments where the cold air kissed your skin long enough to give you an unpleasant chill. All of a sudden, my mind was once again filled with images of the porn star role-playing as an incestuous mother, a large phallus thrusting into her spread womanhood. The very picture of acts that hadn't crossed my mind in years. My body started heating up. What was happening to me? Had seeing the video triggered something in my memory, like nostalgia? There was nothing to be nostalgic about. Yet here I was. Aroused, I felt hot, and when the chill in the room came, it felt all the colder. I shivered, and I could hear it in my breath. Suddenly warm arms were wrapping around me. His chest against my back felt like a sun-kissed shelf of rock that I could bask on. He had always been tall, stretching vertically during puberty, but lean, a string bean, at least until recently. He had finally started to put on a bit of muscle which helped him with being on the basketball team, around, around the time he had begun to change, actually, curious. I would cast my mind back through the timeline in the morning. His chest was pressed against me, but his legs were splayed away. If he was going to hold me while we slept, I rationalized that we could at least spoon. Nothing wrong with a bit of platonic cuddling. I pushed my rear back toward his groin and discovered that it would not be platonic after all. So that's why he had held his lower half away from me. The tip of his erect member was brushing up against my buttocks. Drew then pulled away before I could finish thinking about how I felt. Something else to ruminate on tomorrow. But the warmth he was sharing was enough to help me drift off to sleep. I fell into a dream. I so rarely dreamed. And now I dreamed of walking down the aisle at a wedding. People say dreams are your brain sorting through memories. But this wasn't something I'd experienced before. I'd lamented it but decided it was best to forget about wishing to live a day like that. Yet my groom awaited me at the altar, and when he turned and grinned at me, my heart filled with so much bliss that I wanted to flee yet also reach out and hold him so close that he was inside of me. He kissed me with all the love he had, and I sighed with joy. He was so handsome, my groom, the literal man of my dreams, with messy blonde hair and gorgeous hazel eyes that looked so very much like mine. Part 2 My son looked down at me with an adoring gaze, He was between my legs, and I pulled him closer. So this was sex. Nothing like my first time. Yet I couldn't really make sense of what I was feeling. All I knew was that I was happy. Mom, Drew gasped. I giggled. Don't, baby. Call me Coco. He nibbled his lip then grinned. Okay, Coco. He started kissing my neck as he moved, making me moan and clutch his back as he crooned. Coco, Coco, Earth to Coco. Hey, Coco. I started, snapping back to reality. I looked up at my colleague, who was leaning on the top of the cubicle wall. She had an eyebrow arched, staring at me impatiently. I groaned into my hands. Just what were these dreams? They had simply come unbidden out of nowhere. Sorry, Jazz. What were you saying? Girl, what's wrong with you? You've been acting a fool all morning, and now you're spacing out after lunch. You got that report ready for Leon yet? I sighed, putting my fingertips to my eyelids and rubbing gently. No, not yet. My bed got soaked through with water last night, so I couldn't sleep well. Only half true, but Jazz didn't need to hear about my wet dream. She'd just start up again. I keep telling you, you need to get laid. Never mind. She got onto the subject all by herself. I couldn't even see how it related to what I said. I sat back and looked at her indignantly. How many times do I have to tell you, Jazz? I don't need a man. I've gotten this far without one. Nobody said shit about a man. She snorted. What I'm talking about is getting some dick. I looked around frantically in case somebody had overheard. But thankfully they were too engrossed in work. When's the last time you got some? I shrugged. Eighteen years ago. I said dryly. Her eyes bugged out. Eighteen. The hell you been doing, girl? I smirked at her over-the-top reaction. Working. Raising my son. She shook her head disapprovingly. Then laughed. Rule of three says you can fit dick into your schedule. What's in the schedule? Our boss Leon rolled up to the conversation with a file in his hands. I froze. Leon was the nicest manager I'd ever had, and a widowed single father. As if that weren't enough, he was more handsome than he had any business being, with chestnut hair and a five o'clock shadow. He was also my neighbor. His daughter Cherish was the same age as Drew, and they took the bus to school together. Of course, Jazz was about to throw a wrench into the mix of an already complicated relationship. Coco was just thinking of asking you to dinner. She announced, I couldn't even whip my head toward her in shock. I just sat there, deer in the headlights, as Leon turned to me in surprise. If Jazz intended for me to sleep with somebody, my boss and neighbor definitely wasn't it. However, nothing I said at this point could rectify the situation, since it would just make me look abashed. But the more I thought about it, the more my brain came up with excuses to follow through. Chief among them was the daydreams I was having that accompanied the wet dream from last night. Maybe I did need to blow off some steam, seeing that porn video had obviously reminded my lower brain of long-forgotten needs, and now my subconscious was acting up, to the point that I was imagining making love to. 2. Just a meal, I stammered. No strings attached. What the hell was I doing? This was a terrible idea. Coco, do you have any idea how much of a mess this could end in? Leon deliberated on the idea. I suppose it couldn't hurt, he decided after a moment. I can't do tonight, because my daughter has a recital, tomorrow. I nodded, feeling like a marionette having its strings pulled. We could meet at the restaurant, or I could pick you up after work, or we could go straight from the office. That sounds good, I mumbled, and he smiled warmly and waited for me to make an actual choice. Let's go from work. Catch a drink at happy hour before we eat, HM, but we do have work the next day. Just an early dinner then. He might as well have been talking to himself. I nodded again, and he beamed. Great. He turned to leave, and Jazz had already begun a silent scream of excitement when he came back. By the way, Colette, do you have that report ready yet? Finally something I was comfortable with. Not yet, sir. I'll have it to you by 4. Market's closing soon. So maybe just leave it on my desk then. You got it, boss. Thanks Colette. He tapped the file twice on my cubicle and left. When Jazz and I finally turned to each other, she looked ready to squeal with glee. I groaned and cupped the bridge of my nose with both hands. Coco's gonna get some, she sang, and I glared at her. I don't need some, and I definitely don't need a wingwoman. I grumbled. She guffawed. That's what you'd figure, being as thick as you are. I can't tell if you're calling me fat or stupid. I muttered with a frown, making her roll her eyes. See, this is why you need to get back out there. You don't even know what words are hot anymore. What you're thinking of is thick, with a CK. But what I'm talking about is thick with two Cs. That mean you got a bouncy booty. Big round titties. In a good way, she clarified. Or you might say voluptuous cause you all fancy and shit. I looked down at myself. I certainly didn't qualify as voluptuous. Though even I had to admit that I filled my tops and pants very well. A waste, really. Never really felt the urge to grant access to anybody. I suppose I could blame Andres for that. Jazz sighed. Look, if things don't work out with Leon, he's a pretty mature guy, he won't make a fuss about it. So that's all up to you, and then you could always get a toy. I looked at her skeptically, and she shrugged, better than nothing, a toy. When would I use it? Drew would hear me. You gotta cut loose, she replied, getting exasperated. Come on, Christmas is coming up. Treat yourself for once, and if your son has a problem with it, fuck him. I winced at that last part. Not the most tactful of times to use such turns of phrase. Promise me you'll think about it, Jazz insisted, her tone of voice gentler and surprisingly caring. Not that she was a typically crass and brusque person, but I didn't expect her to be taking this so seriously. Silently nodding, I turned back to my desktop and began typing up Leon's report. Baby, I'm home. I walked into my living room to see two boys planted in front of the TV, using giant swords to kill titanic monsters on screen. Hey mom, Drew called over his shoulder, eyes glued to the screen. The boy next to him turned to look at me and smiled in greeting. Hey Ms. Hammond, he said with a nod before turning back to the game. Stefan, how good to see you. Stefan had been Drew's best friend since second grade. Drew kept few friends, but Stefan was like the brother he never had, and I was thankful for that. I told you, Ms. H, Steph's fine. He smiled good-naturedly before shouting some video game jargon to Drew. I'll be right out to get cooking, alright? Steph, are you staying for dinner? I invited Bree over too, Drew declared. Hope you don't mind, mom. The more the merrier, tis the season, after all, I chuckled. I went into my room, took my makeup off and changed, then went back out to the kitchen to get dinner started. I noticed Stephan was shirtless, then spied something odd. Four straight pale lines ran down each side of his back, starting from between the shoulder blades and then fanning out to his waist on either side. Steph, I called from the kitchen, retrieving the supplies I needed from the cabinets. If you don't mind me asking, how did you get those scars? I don't remember seeing them the last time. Huh? He mumbled absently, tearing his attention from the game. Oh, these. He ran his hand down one set of them then blushed. Uh, animal attack. Drew snorted and shot him a dirty look. Oh my god, what happened? Obviously, he was okay, so I went about cooking some pasta, letting him tell the story. It was at night, I was just getting ready for sleep, and all of a sudden, just he raised his hands then drew them down in a chevron shape, fingers curled and imitating a clawing sound. Raked me on the back? What was it, HM? Not sure what she'd be considered. He pondered it for a moment, maybe like a young cougar. Yeah, that sounds right. A cougar, were you camping? Where were you? Right here in the city. In this city. I straightened, alarmed. Drew was shaking his head disapprovingly, while Stefan had his lips pressed together. Hey, you know, cougars are everywhere. Drew gave him a hard shove, and Stefan laughed with a wide grin. I felt like I was missing something here, but decided to leave it alone. I'm just glad you're okay. I finished. A cougar attack. I needed to tell Drew to be more careful when walking alone at night. But something about the story was bothering me. When Stefan had made the clawing motion, his fingers were pointed toward himself. Even pointed outward, I couldn't think of any wild animals that would slash at something the way he'd described. Perhaps it was simply poor pantomime. I was crouched down and looking through the pantry for a fresh jar of sauce when the doorbell rang. Stefan announced he'd get it, and when the door opened I heard a girl greet him. There was some discussion in hushed voices, and by the time I stood up, The newcomer was batting at Stefan's chest admonishingly. She spotted me and waved. Hi Ms. Hammond, she said cheerfully. Hello, Sabrina? Sabrina was Stefan's twin, having the same jet black hair and electric blue eyes. By any standards, she was gorgeous, managing to be both cute and pretty at the same time. Similarly, Stefan radiated boy next door charm, with friendly eyes masking his vigilant attitude. Drew had begun showing feelings for Sabrina at the beginning of high school, much to Stefan's discomfort. According to Drew, Stefan was very protective of her, which was why it came as even more of a surprise when one day Drew came home and dejectedly told me that she had found a boyfriend. I had comforted him, inwardly disappointed that the girl had chosen somebody else over my son. Come to think of it, it was around three months ago, soon after the beginning of the school year. Having traced events back this morning, I realized it was right around the time Drew had started changing. With a chill, it registered that the girl standing in my living room was the one who had broken my son's heart, sending him spiraling into this dour phase. Thanks for having me, she continued. I hope it's not too much trouble. Damn her. Why did she have to be so polite? She was always well-mannered and courteous, and it made it difficult to resent her. But that wasn't my way, in any event. If she wasn't meant for my Drew, there was a reason. It was now up to me to put him back together. No trouble at all, I called. Sabrina sat on the couch, tapping on her phone while the boys went back to their game. Thank God we don't have practice anymore. Stefan sighed and was met by grunts of agreement from the other kids. I was finishing up cooking when Sabrina offered to set the table. It struck me as odd that Drew would still invite her, regardless of whether she was his best friend's sister or not. Perhaps that ruled her out as the cause of his slump then. With dinner prepared, We all sat down to some classic spaghetti and meatballs. The twins thanked me and began eating, and casual conversation flowed easily. As far as I could tell, there was no undercurrent between Drew and either of them. So, Ms. H, any plans for this week? Sabrina asked, actually, I have a date, I said with a smile. Drew's movements slowed, not meeting my eyes. I'm having dinner with Mr. Valentine tomorrow night. Cherry's dad. Sabrina put a hand to her mouth to hide her scandalized smile. He's single, Stefan wondered aloud, and ready to mingle, apparently. Wouldn't have thought. Stefan elbowed Drew and leaned over with a mischievous smirk. What I tell you, suddenly Drew blurted, thanks for dinner, mom, and bolted back to his room, leaving the three of us befuddled. It was all so abrupt that none of us had anything to say about it. The twins left after helping me clean up the dishes. I sighed. It seemed Drew wouldn't be coming out for the rest of the evening. I settled in my bed with a book. Just glad that everything was dry. I'd have to get a new mirror for the bathroom. And soon, before everything closed for the holidays. Maybe on Friday, I decided. I wondered if I'd brought seven years of bad luck on myself for the accident. Surely the responsibility of breaking the mirror didn't fall on my head. Getting ready for bed, I stepped out into the hall for some water, passing Drew's room. And I heard a woman's voice. I gulped. I had a fairly good idea of what he was doing. My curiosity was itching. Desperate to be scratched But spying on him was an invasion of his privacy It was a breach of his trust It was a violation of the very rules I had set for our household I cursed myself and slowly cracked his door open two inches He was at his desk, on his feet and leaning over it It was hard to tell what he was watching at this angle And I opened the door further He was definitely touching himself Panting in time with his strokes I turned my gaze to the screen, my throat feeling dry I should have gotten that water. Playing on his computer was a porn video, a different one from yesterday. The woman in this one had dirty blonde hair and great proportions. A close-up shot revealed that she had hazel eyes. She looked superficially like me. Drew's pace sped up, and he dropped to his knees while looking up at the monitor. He shuddered and rested his forehead on the edge of the desk, hips bucking as he presumably ejaculated onto the floor. Mom, he whispered, voice mournful. My eyes widened. It was just a fetish, a phase he was going through. He didn't actually desire his mother, but that didn't explain his behavior at dinner. I found myself with my hand between my legs. I almost gasped, but thankfully I stayed silent as I pulled the door back until it was barely ajar, fearful that closing it would create a sound. Late night refreshment forgotten. I walked back to my room, dreading the dreams I would have tonight. My fingers felt sticky.